do you or a loved one struggle getting it up here at the low risk pod honestly we wouldn't know because we're fucking cool dudes but popping pills is a thing of the past with blue chew all you gotta do is put it in your mouth chew it and you're ready to party blue chew gets you rock hard yeah yeah my cousin he's uh he's 18 or 19 or something something like that and uh, i don't know what the shit they're putting in the food these days but uh, he has low T. Very weird, very weird thing. Like, that's a dude in like their 40s or 50s. That's who gets low T. But anyways, he's 19. He's got low T. And he was telling me about Blue Chew and how it makes him hard. And I'm like, what the fuck am I thinking about this? I held him as a baby. I saw his little baby penis. And now I'm thinking about getting hard when he's 19, 18, whatever the fuck. That's fucked up. Anyways, Blue Chew works. It saved his, his relationship. You just got to chew it. Don't have to swallow it. It's a thing of the future, not a thing of the past. Bluetooth.com, baby. Bluetooth. There you go. Um, if it makes you uncomfortable, that's life. You know, that's basic human anatomy. Yeah. So like, you got a problem, not us. We're a, Man, that's a, we're a what? We're a what? We're, we're here for men's rights. And part of men's rights is uh, not getting embarrassed over needing pills to make your dick hard. That's right. And that's also not a real sponsorship. Um, we're just we're just kind of trying it out, you know. We're looking into sponsors now, and that's what it would sound like if um we had a sponsorship. Yeah, Bluetooth yeah. sponsors pretty much every podcast that I listen to, so I would love to get on the Bluetooth team. I'm actually going to send any executive, and hopefully we become part of the Bluetooth team. And I think they also, once you get sponsored, they give you free shit, right? Like that's how it works with like skaters that get sponsored by Red Bull. They get to drink all the Red Bull they want. Maybe they'll yeah. send us some yeah. Bluetooth, and we'll see how it goes, dude. I'll just... I'm pretty sure in NASCAR, they have the Bluetooth car. Really? There you go, man. Like, can you imagine just walking down the street or going to the gym and just popping a Bluetooth? If it elevates your testosterone levels, you'll get jacked. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a good thing wearing Bluetooth stuff. Um, you know, we're going to bring the, these issues to the forefront. I mean, for how long did dude just stay silent about their dick's not getting hard. I don't know. But either way, it's a thing of the past. But in a way, I don't uh, How do I word this? How do I word this? How do I word this? You know those people that go on the internet to ask questions? Um, and it's like a, oh, like, is it normal if I do this? Or like, is it okay if I like to do this? Or, like, what if my body does this? Like, I don't know, dude. Go get yourself checked out. Like, don't come to the internet about it. Or, like, those people that will go on, like, ask Reddit and ask, like, a question about their relationship or whatever. I just think, do you have no one in your life that you could talk to? Like, part of me thinks it's kind of sad, first of all, that you got to go on the internet to ask strangers for this type of stuff, you know? Couldn't be me. Maybe I'm coming off as a dick, but that's my that's my stance on it. Like you shouldn't put anything, everything on the internet. Yeah, you're weird. You're not getting hard. Maybe talk to your boys about that though. <laughs> like, yeah, obviously don't stay silent. Talk to your boys. Your boys will be there for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know everyone's situation. Like uh, someone asking if it's okay for them to have like premarital sex or something like that. Say they grow up like a super religious or like conservative household. You know, they're probably not getting the help. From their parents i think it's it's not so much i think on the person i think it's more on like their surroundings you know 
that makes sense? Yeah. Like, what kind of, I don't know. I mean, you got to think most of these people are probably pretty young or, like, naive and experienced or whatever, you know? So, like, they might not have the, they might not have, like, the, the confidence to ask these questions, so it might be easier to do it anonymously. I don't know. If you had ED, would you tell me? No. Well, there you go. See, that's part of the problem right there. We got to break the stigma. If you had told me, you know what I would have done? I would have been cool. I told you to go to bluetooth.com. Solve your problem. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, I think it's a weird thing for men, too. Like, It's like, does everyone need to talk about every fucking thing all the time? I don't know. Maybe I feel like I've, I've taken like a more conservative approach on mental health in the past like year because I feel like people kind of overblow it, you know, like they make up shit that's wrong with them rather than anything actually being wrong with them. You know, like, you know, okay, yeah, finish this thought. But I was going to say, like, just... how many people have like fucking I have generalized anxiety disorder and I have, you know, um, Asperger's or ADHD or autism. Like, I probably have most of those things. I'm probably autistic is what I came to the conclusion of. I definitely have anxiety. Um, I don't know what the fuck else. But, like, I don't know. I get through it. Like, I live a, yeah. I've lived a, this, through this, in, in, this entire pandemic pretty much completely alone. Um, and I still have not hurt myself or drank myself to death or started abusing hard drugs. I'm not saying that it's easy or, like, anyone can do it, but I feel like it's possible. I don't know. It's like there are some people who have like real mental health problems, but it's like, do you actually have mental health problems or do you just have a shitty personality? I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like going off that, like the whole anxiety thing, I think also like talking about stress, you know, like everyone's stressed. Like, yeah, you may feel anxious about it or whatever, but like stress is more than just stress and what I mean by that is like you have you stress which is positive stress then you have distress so like there's good and bad stress so you shouldn't think about it all the time because you stress you know like it can motivate you it can help you get things done whatever and then yeah you have distress you know like which can be like anxious or like affect your health or whatever but I think you have to like differentiate at some point like people I get stressed out about school or whatever. Um, that's probably you stress and you're just not seeing it. So instead of bitching about it, use that to get shit done. Yeah. And another thing, dude, like it's so annoying that um, there's like all of these like mental health awareness months or whatever, or that they're trying to raise awareness for everything. Like, I think everyone, like, we've been had awareness. Fucking put some money in the programs or something. Like, awareness mm-hmm. is not doing shit at this point. Like, everything's available on the internet. Put some money where your mouth is. Yeah. I feel like too much awareness, frankly. Like, yeah. And I feel like that stresses me out, being too aware of shit, you know? Like, shit you can't control, but you're still, like, horrible shit, you know? Yeah. I was reading this article that said that our hands will evolve to like better suit the technology around us so like our appendages like our fingers will actually get longer especially with like if you look at phones like how far phones have come like 
I don't know if you remember in the past, like phones, like the thing was like the smaller the phone, the better. Yeah. And then as soon as yeah. you got a touchscreen on it, it was like now the bigger the phone, the better. So me personally, yeah, I still have a small phone. Like I hate having something bulky in my pocket. Um, like I just recently updated to the iPhone 12, not that long ago, just because it was time for an upgrade. You know how like they slow your shit down once you mm-hmm. make a new one. And so my phone was just dying, and I went to the Telstra. No, I'm sorry, Optus. That's what I have. I have Optus. And they're like, yeah, we got this iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Pro. Mass, whatever they got like four fucking names now, and they're like, Oh, yeah, we also have this iPhone mini. And I was like, Yeah, I want the mini one, that's the one I got, and it fits perfectly in my mm-hmm. Yeah, I did the same thing when I got my phone back in 2018, like almost three years ago now. I um, they offered me the <laughs> plus or the regular, yeah. and I went the regular because the plus, like, I want to fit in my pocket, and at the time, like, I was in the Navy still, like, I wanted something small to carry around you know that i could hide pretty easily like in my parka liner or wherever you know like because i remember we used to have tablets and shit remember like back in the day we carry around those huge fucking tablets all the time wait what on the ship you know like we had our you had like an ipad and, oh, like, dude, had a tablet i still have that ipad dude it's fucking, yeah it's good with me do some shit it's good yeah so that's just to say that, like, when I got my phone, I wanted something, like, handheld, like, actually hit fit in one hand comfortably, you know? I was tired of, like, if I wanted to stick with a large phone, I'd just stick with my tablet, you know? But what are you going to do? And, like, just to clarify, like, we didn't have those tablets on the ship. Like, they weren't, like, a Navy-issued thing. Like, we took those tablets and we fucking took them to, like, a fan room so we could hide and play games or watch movies or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, in the, I don't know, this whole, like, and this whole mental health thing, too, I think it kind of, like, stems from the Navy. Like, there were some people that we worked with that, like, are, like, are you, are you really having, like, a crisis right now? Or are you just, like, trying to, uh, you know, pull one over on us? You know, which is, like, a very cynical way of looking at it. But it's hard not to, you know, when, like, every fucking thing gets blown out of proportion you know yeah like i feel like unless people have like um unless like they feel like 100 percent okay and like no stress or anxiety or whatever like they're gonna say it's because of this i'm like i don't know there's like a certain amount of stress that's just inherent in everyone's life and i think that's what you were saying too like good stress versus bad stress you know like you don't have any stress i don't know what that means for you i don't even know what that person's life looks like if you don't have any stress, dude, I think that's like you're truly liberated. Yeah. I think Preach enlightenment, like the Buddhist sense. Yeah, like I think to like this is the way I look at things. Obviously, not at that level because like I'm still stressed about some shit. But at the end of the day, like we're all gonna die. Nothing's gonna yeah. change. Whatever problems, whatever issues you have here, like. They're going to stay here, you know? So, yeah, like, I don't don't know how to simplify it further than that. Like, it really doesn't matter. No, I'm picking up what you're putting down. And that's actually a thought I had, like, a week ago is, like, 
I don't know. I mean, because I get very like, I don't know, because I think one of the negative sides I live alone is I like go off on like shit to think about, you know, like I get kind of like not obsessed, but like kind of subsumed by like thoughts sometimes because I don't have anyone to like bounce it off, you know? Um, so like I get like stressed out about shit that I can't control. Main, I think it's mainly just to give my brain something to do. Um, but I was like, you know, if we figure this climate sh- climate change shit out, or you know, war shit, or whatever, you know, wealth inequality, um, whether we do that or not, it doesn't really matter because like we're all gonna die, you know, and like the the and like the people after us, they're gonna die too. And I don't know. I feel like I don't know if that really articulates it well, but. Like this whole thing, like the human race could just end, and and it wouldn't really matter because we'd be dead too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get that morbid, but like, there, I don't know. There's something. I'm, what I'm trying to say is there's something like emancipatory about death, yeah. you know. And it's like, like, like you have all these like philosophical ways of looking at life, I guess. And I'm just going off the rails now, but. You know how nihilism is sometimes seen as like a bad way or like a pessimistic way of looking at life? Me personally, I don't think it's like a negative way of looking at life. I, I think it's almost like a realist way of looking at life. Because like, it's, it's kind of right. Like, I mean, it is right. But at the same time, you know, I don't think that all values, you know, are baseless or that um, you should believe in nothing or whatever, or destroy things. But I do agree that, you know, like, there is no point to anything. As much as you want to argue that there is, there is no point. Like, the whole climate change thing, I think I'm for, um, you know, fixing things now for future generations. Like, I think it's so shitty when people are like, oh, well, you know, they can deal with that later. Like, I'm going to die before any of that affects me. Like, you're a piece of shit, dude. Like, we all share this planet together. Mm-hmm. So make it better. It's kind of like, you know, when we were in the in the Navy and um, I guess, you know, when we were in, like, when we, when we moved to a compartment and then when we were moving out of that compartment, we always made, like, a stupid deep clean we wanted to make it better than it was when we came in there. Kind of like that. There's a lot of irony lot with that, irony too, because the ship burned down anyway, so it's not like anything anyone fucking did for it ever mattered at the end of the day. Yeah, but that was that was more on like all bad things kind of like everything kind of aligned so like the worst could happen. Like it was a Sunday, there was no one on the ship. Um and I think it comes down to that. I don't know if you want to blame training or leadership or whatever, but I will say though that whatever the captain they had at the time was a piece of shit. I watched that um that uh decommissioning ceremony absolutely took no he took no accountability for anything, no responsibility. It wasn't his fault at all that his ship burned to the ground. Yeah. I don't even know who the captain is, dude, because. Yeah, we were long gone by then, but fuck that guy. I'm going to look him up right now. I'm going to name drop him. You Captain Thurman. Thurman? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Thurman. I see. He was an aviator, too, wasn't he? Yeah. Aviator. aviator. Uh, arson. You know, inadvertent arson or something like that. It was the newest 
one of the newest theories. I don't know if that's the most accurate, but essentially, um, more or less, someone threw a lit threw a lit cigarette out and it started a fire and it just blew out of control. Because uh, word on the street was that um, the ATF guys, alcohol, tobacco, firearms department of, or agency, when the, the U.S. government came by, investigated as part uh, like they were part of the investigation. That is. Um, and so they're thinking that a cigarette might have something to do with it. Someone like threw a lit cigarette out. And like I said, it caught some things on fire and then it was just the perfect storm of shit, you know. That's the thing, dude. Like, why the fuck do people still smoke? If you were born any time before, I guess, 1994, I get it. But if you were born after that, why? Like, by then, like, we've had all, like, this research and knowledge and all these facts, you know, available to you. Especially the people, like, we've, we, like, we all knew people that smoked when they were teenagers or whatever. It was a cool thing to do. And now they're fucked. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Just my yeah, I, mean, I, I tried smoking. I think I think I was with you when I took my first drag of a cigarette, and it felt good, um, like that first nicotine rush, you know. But afterwards, I don't know if it was the liquor or the cigarette, but I felt like shit that rest of the night. Like I remember laying in my bed, just not not a happy camper with like the cigarette fucking smell in my mouth, you know, about the liquor and. Oh, gross, dude. Yeah, it was not a good. I. I like we both smoked cigarettes before, um, but I don't see what's so addicting about it. And you know, obviously, I wouldn't know. Um, some people are like, "Oh, it's super addicting." Yeah, whatever. I don't know what's addicting about it. Like even the feeling of a cigarette, like I just kind of feel lightheaded. Like, what's so good about that? Yeah, I think for a lot of addictions. People associate it with other things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. The one thing that, like, like I guess this is more broadly about advertising. But, like, when I drink a Coke, I actually do feel more relaxed. But that's not because the act of drinking the Coke. It's more of, like, I associate the Coke with relaxation, you know? And so I think cigarettes are probably the same way, you know, like, what do you want to do when you relax? You smoke a cigarette, so you automatically start associating the cigarette with relaxation, or with relaxation, that is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't smoke. My, my mom's been a smoker nearly her entire life. She was a smoker and a drinker, and she's been sober yeah. for like six or seven years now, um, but still smokes. But she's, she's on a vape pen or whatever, so I, I don't really see it the same thing, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, like, maybe vapes are more acceptable now, but they're, still, like they, they're still relatively new, so we don't really know, like, the long-term effects that they have. Yeah. But, yeah, they are just gross. Like, I, I read this thing that, uh, according to, like, the survey that they did, like, the best times to smoke a cigarette were either number one was after a good meal, Number two was after sex. But I think in, in either situation, I'd just be like, what the fuck? You know, like, we just had a good meal. 
And you want to ruin all of that by smoking a cigarette? Like, we can go outside, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, can you imagine, like, you just finished boning, and, you know, like, the person gets up and, or may, and just starts smoking? Gross. Have you ever kissed someone that smokes? Or kissed someone after they smoked a cigarette? It tastes disgusting. One of the worst experiences in life. Yeah. I remember I kissed a girl once who smoked. And I wanted nothing to do with her after that. So gross. Yeah. Love yourself. Yeah, I'm not a big nothing. fan. Here, I'm not a fan of smoking anything, period. Like, smoking. I don't really like smoking joints. I prefer edibles because I feel like the high is a lot better. I don't have to go through with the, the coughing and putting shit in my lungs and it ruins my breath and yada, yada, yada. Well, yeah. I agree with you. Um, I have a different stance on a smoking uh, weed, um, but I do agree with you. You know, edibles it's more of a body high, while weed is kind of more like a mind high. But I guess yeah. it depends if you know, like, the people are indica, and that's a whole another episode on its own that we're just not gonna get into now. Yeah, I feel like smoking a joint is cool. Cool. I think where it gets, we- I don't know, bongs are weird to me though. Because bongs are making it like more of an like making it way more of a a thing than it needs to be, you know. Because you take the bong, you put water in it, that already makes it kind of weird, you know. No, but it, it's like it like it filters it, dude. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like putting the water is weird to me. Like, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. This is I don't. I'm not. You're a good boy. Pharmacy. I'm a good boy. Don't associate this with me. But what you do is. You get some water, and then you put some ice in your bong. Or what you could also do is do warm water in your bong, and it makes it smoother. But again, I wouldn't know. My friends yeah. told me this. I haven't tried myself, um, but I heard it, it fucking makes it good. And the thing with joints and bongs, like joints are kind of like a like a shared experience. Yeah. Like if, if you're gonna smoke a joint, it's better when you're with other people and like you know you can just pass it around or whatever. Whereas a bong, you just kind of hit it once and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of biased too because my apartment has a no tolerant smoking policy, so I I have to take uh, edibles. So I admit them. I'm biased. I don't I don't have a. Uh, a clear perspective. Dude, I went to this party maybe like three weeks ago. I'm not going to name drop it, but it was my friend's party. And there was like a joint party. It was really cool. It was like a, like a themed party too. Like you have to either wear, you know, like something blue or something gray. It was really cool. And um, I drove there like a freaking card. So right away I had the responsibility like I couldn't do anything or get too rowdy because I was driving so I took a oh dude in Australia beer is sold in four packs I don't know if that's a thing with it but I've seen more four packs than I've seen six packs so I took a four pack with me and I was just kind of like sipping on that all night but you know how gross beer is when you sip it like you either chug beer or you just don't drink beer, but sipping beer is disgusting, man. So I was like trying to make a beer last like 
half an hour to an hour. Just disgusting. And then I had all these people around me, like, smoking weed, doing lines. I just thought, fuck, man. I wish I didn't drive. I'd be having a blast right now. And there was yeah. this dude, you know, like, dressed like a pirate. And so when I walked in, that was the first thing I saw. I saw this dude dressed like a party, and I thought, ah, oh, this guy must be the life of the party. I wish I could hang out with him. And um, I was actually deceived because maybe uh, like a few hours later, he just sat down. And I forgot his name. It was the first time I met him there. But for the sake of the story, we'll just call him Jeremy. And I sit down next to him. And I'm like, hey, what's up, Jeremy? And like you can tell he's just out of it. He's just kind of like his eyes are all wired. He's just kind of looking around, just kind of sitting there by himself with like his hands to his lap. And so I'm just trying to talk him down from whatever trip he's on. I'm like, hey, what's up, Jeremy? Like, how's life? Like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm 30 years old, man. I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool, man. He's like, I'm a, I'm a bus boy. I'm like, that's like, that's a job, man. Like, a job's a job. And he goes, and I live at home. I'm a fucking loser. And I was like, fuck, Jeremy, that's how you want to spend your night? Like, you're at this party, and this is what you want to be doing? And I was like, no, man, you're not a loser. Like, we're all on our own path. Like, yada, yada, yada. And then I left, Jeremy, because I didn't want to be on those vibes. But I hope he's doing all right there. I hope he's all right wherever he is right now. Because, you know, showing yes. up to a party with a pirate, that's really cool, man. Own it. Don't. Yeah. Don't go Shout out to Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been looking at jobs recently, and uh, it sucks. It is I don't know I don't know how it is in Australia. I can only speak for America. Uh, it is a very alienating process. Like you go through all these applications. I haven't actually submitted any applications because I don't know when I'm graduating. I think I'll find out Thursday. Um, yeah, but we'll see how it goes we'll from there. But um it's like X amount of years of experience and all these other qualifications. And it's like, I'm just looking for something that pays like around 40,000 a year. <laughs> like nothing too much, you know, like very humble. Yeah. Well, like I also don't, I, I need something just to kind of keep my, uh, from having t- such a big gap in my resume, you know, because I've been yeah. Navy, then school full time for like three years, got, about to get my degree this year and then graduate. Um, but just to cut you off real quick, even then, like, you don't have to have gaps in your resume. You just make some shit up. Just make some shit up. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a big part of it, too. References, like, yeah, put me down. You'll be the fucking best worker ever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too, I don't know. I'll see how it goes. But, yeah, it's definitely a weird, I don't, I don't blame him for holding on to his job, especially if you get treated well, like the pay is not bad, you know? I know here in America, though, we, we've had work shortages because of, uh, or I guess worker shortages specifically because um, people don't want to go back to doing like fast food or food service jobs because they can make more on unemployment. Yeah, dude, and like people want to say that's like calling people lazy or whatever. I don't think it's lazy. I think it's like a, it's pointing out a huge flaw in the system. Yeah, people know their worth, folks. Yeah, and I change that. Don't 
claim people are lazy or whatever. Like, that's fucking dumb. Like, these, like, restaurants that pay two bucks an hour. Like, why are we still tipping in 2021? At least, like, like, America is one of the few places that still tip, dude. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough situation. I don't know. I'm really hoping to have, I can avoid um, doing food service jobs, but uh, yeah, you never know. I don't know. It's I rough out there, dude. It is. I don't know. It's like on a personal note, walking the streets of Portland is a very tough, very tough act. You see some shit, man. You just drugs violence um just human suffering i don't know there's a um, there's a homeless guy who he i wouldn't so much call it a, i guess he's more of a volunteer but he gets paid for it kind of um he sells this newspaper called street roots it's like an independent um not-for-profit um newspaper and so he gets paid on donations but i and i talk to him a lot because he, he's outside my building and he's a uh, there's nothing really wrong with them, you know? I think many people are, like, turned off from talking to homeless people because they think that they might be, like, violent or mentally ill, which is, to be fair, it's kind of true. But this guy, just down on his luck, made some bad decisions in the past, but, like, not, like, a morally bad person, you know? And I think even if he was, that wouldn't, that doesn't mean that he can't have, like, a good life, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he's told me some stories, and I won't, I won't repeat them here because I think those were told in confidence. But, um... Needless to say, it is not like trying to be a good person on the streets, you know, it's fucking rough. And I don't think like I don't think I could make it on the streets like he does, you know. And so I'm like, well, fuck, I was in the military and like I was trying to do the logic here of like, well, if, you know, XM, I forget what the, the percentage is, but like a good portion of the U.S. population is not fit for military service. So it's like if they can't make it through the military but I can't make it through. I can, I can make it through, but I can't make it through being homeless. Then what does that say about being homeless? You know, it's like one of the fuckest toughest things you have to do. And it's so heartbreaking. takes care of you, dude. Yeah. It's easy. Like I, I've seen this thing about like these homeless veterans or, or people that get out and struggle. Like why? There's so many things that are available to us. Like, I don't know, maybe you were, like, as they say, a shit bag or something, you know, because, like, you don't have to struggle when you get out. You have the GI Bill. You have all this other shit. I just don't understand why. Some people could have gotten kicked out, you know, and then not, that was their only avenue. I don't know everyone's situation. Yeah, man, here, working here, like, um, yeah, like getting getting finding work has never been hard. I guess it's been more finding something that I enjoy. Um, right now, I work at uh, I work at this hotel, mm-hmm. and it's cool because it's just it's literally just cleaning, dude. Like I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to do anything. I just go in. I see how many rooms have to be done, and I fucking clean them. And it's that simple. And it's not just like I don't even clean the whole room because there's usually like like say there's like a like a team of three of us, right? So 
So like all I gotta worry about is making the bed. And like someone will clean the bathroom and someone will like wipe down surfaces or whatever. So really my day is I just gotta make maybe like ten beds a day. And that's my mm-hmm. work. And the pay is not bad either. Like I get paid maybe twenty six bucks an hour. And then if it's weekends, you get paid like over thirty. Because that's just how it works over here. And so it's a good job, you know, like I'll be getting paid maybe like five hundred a week. And, you know, that's pretty cool for being a student. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good pay. Yeah. Especially, you know, like, because they work with my school schedule, so it's pretty nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you should move here, dude. <laughs> if they let anyone out of the country at some point. Oh, yeah, that's right. They wouldn't let you come in. Yeah, even though I'm fully vaccinated. Let me in. Let me in. would be nice. Dude, um, I don't know about you, but I recently got a free trial of Amazon Prime just because everyone was raving about the show Invincible. Mm-hmm. It's actually... Fucking good, dude. I finished all of it in like three days. Yeah. It's such yeah. a good show. Like, like you're 17 years old. You just found out. You didn't just find out. Your dad's a superhero. Then you get your superpowers when you're 17. So you're trying to balance out being a 17 year old and being a superhero at the same time. And it's a good show. I don't want to spoil it. But it's just so, it's so real, you know? And I'm kind of bummed now that I finished it because I don't know what else to watch. Because I'm kind of over the whole superhero thing, too. But this was good because it wasn't like the Marvel formula. Or it wasn't like DC formula. Like, this was bloody and gory as fuck. Like, as real as you could get. Good show. Good show. Yeah. Invincible. Yeah. The Amazon Prime. To get the third day trial. I only watch one TV show, really, and that's show, The Sopranos. Really. It's my favorite show. And um, I don't know. I, I watch it because it's comfortable for me. It's like a it's a stabilizing thing in my life, to be honest. Like, but you you finished it though, haven't you? This is me. My I'm on my fourth watch through of it. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I get that. I could rewatch a movie, maybe, but not a show. Like I, I gotta know. watch good at least once a year. Yeah, but I can't watch. I don't do the same for a TV show. Not to like it's comfort. It has a lot of plot elements and like things that like I don't know. I, I notice things each watch through, you know, and like I think about it a lot too, like because the characters I feel so are so real. You know, and um, it takes place in like during my childhood. Like, obviously, it's not something I'd watch when I was a child, but like it takes place in the early to mid two thousands. You know, when I grew up, and it takes place in New Jersey as well. That's where I was born. And I don't know. There's something very comfortable with it. You know, and, like with the pandemic still going on, and like the the violence has kind of died down in Portland, but it'll probably ramp back up soon. I don't know. For me, it's just good to have something that like keeps me stable. You know, and like relaxes me. You know, like, and it's it's not like it's the 
same shit every time, you know, because like I notice new things and I think about things in new ways. And I don't know, it's a very good show. And if you like mob shows, it's like the best one, you know. I don't know, it kind of reminds me of the Navy at some points too, of like the way the mob is set up, you know, it's very similar. The Navy's like the mob. Yeah, I mean, what do you do in, what do you do in the mob? You take your you take your earnings that you got from beating the shit out of people in the streets, you give them up to your captain, the captain gives them to the boss, and that's that's how the thing of ours goes, you know. Um, in the Navy, it's kind of the same way in that you do work for someone who doesn't give a shit about you. Um, and that work really goes up to the captain or, or the admiral or whoever, whatever scale you want to look at it in. Uh, you don't you get treated like shit the entire time, too. And the whole thing is predicated on the, the fact that one day you might be able to be the guy um, that fucks with the people below you, you know? Yeah. And, like... the. The jobs are very simple in the sense of like you just do what your fucking job is like you won't have any problems you know like they're very simple kind of straightforward for the most part you know some of the, the heists or whatever you know and obviously I'm romanticizing it it's a shitty job I would not want to be in the mob but there's sometimes where like I think it's kind of associated with like my uh sometimes the thing about going back in the navy you know not like seriously but like man those were good times you know and I think that's kind of one of the other reasons why I like it so much is like, yeah, it reminds me of being in the Navy, you know, it's hanging out with the boys, doing shit, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, dude, and that's, yeah, like, basically, that's what made the Navy, the Navy, like, I don't miss the Navy, I just miss the, I miss the people, I miss the time. Yeah, like, I think if the, I think, I don't know, I might have stayed in the Navy if there was, like, an option to stay as, like, an E5, like, in terms of, like, rank. But then still get pay increases, if that makes sense, to like stay competitive. Because being like an E6 or higher or like an officer fucking sucks ass. Being an E5 is like the best position to be. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I mean, I, I liked being an E4, but with E4, especially in the Navy, you can't really bitch people around, you know? E5, you're right in that sweet spot where you can get out of a lot of shit, but then you can also still be a junior guy at the same time. If you don't know how to play your cards right, you can get through. You can get out of a lot of shit, you know. As an E five, yeah, dude. Or yeah, like, like shit, like cleaning. I'm not yeah. fucking doing that. E five. The the funny thing with our division though was like we were all E fives by the end, so it's not like we have anyone to shit on, you know. And, like we had like what two seamen or you know what what what's their faces, you know, Marburger and the other Sad Boy. Shout out to Sad yeah. Boy. And, like, it's, like, we can't tell them to do all the fucking work because we, like, five E5s sitting there while, like, two E4 and below go off and do all the fucking work, you know? So, like, we didn't really get to enjoy it, you know? If we were, like, in deck department or air department with E5s, we could have been fucking coasting, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, deck department is a, a whole other story. So that or, was, like, say, uh, just, like, a bigger department in general, a bigger division. Well. Even E4, like, they treat E4 with way more respect than what you did. Yeah, we never really got a flex being E5s on people, you know? Not in, like... I mean, like, an E5 could be an RDC, you know? I don't know why you would want to be an E5 RDC either. Or an E5 instructor of any kind. All this shit you could do. Yeah. I don't know. I think... E5s in the Navy are just a weird thing because mo- a lot of raids can get E5 pretty easily, but like E5 in the Army and the Marines, that's like a fucking sergeant, dude. That's like an actual 
I don't know. I feel like you, like the I'm a petty officer second class versus like I'm a sergeant. Two completely different titles. Hypothetically, like in in essence of the same rank, but I feel like being a sergeant yeah, is way more intense. Level of responsibility. Yeah, if you're a sergeant in the Army of Marines, you can send people to die. Like, if you're in combat and you're in charge of like a squad or whatever, you know, like you kill people and like your guys get killed too. Like people live and die based on your fucking orders. I mean, hypothetically, we had that as like EW supervisors. We never came close to that amount of fucking responsibility or anything like that. As a fucking E5 in the Navy, I fucking told people to go do burning singers. <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is in like the Army and the Marines, you're still telling people to clean all the time, but like your job has a way higher, you know, cleaning shit doesn't go away it's just like we stopped at the cleaning you know and then they went further to fucking i don't know they probably still look like if you're like an e5 navy seal or something maybe you know yeah i think the shitty thing was being an e5 and getting sent to do birthing cleaners so you become like the you take you have to take the lead of birthing cleaners that shit would suck dude i remember they would rotate it by divisions like who's gonna send their most senior out here to fucking take charge of this those were the days. Yeah. It sounds like Guzman work, if I ever heard of any. Yeah, like, we talk a lot about Guzman, but I don't know if you even know who Guzman is. I want to get the Guzman on the pod at some point. That man. Could be fun. He, I feel like he's got a lot of interesting anecdotes. Yeah. No, he's a wild dude. Yeah. He's been growing his hair out, too. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, I'm rocking the, the clean shave right now. It's nice, but I might grow it out again. I mainly shaved it because of the blonde. I was tired of the blonde, and my hair wouldn't go back to normal because mm. I bleached it. So I just shaved it. Yeah, you, you said I look like Charlie Manson before we started recording, so I don't know if I, that means. I think oh, I'm going to shave my beard. Dude, uh, you, should, you should do a fucking mohawk, dude. Just keep long all of this and just shave the sides. You look sick. Yeah. I don't know. I, feel, I don't think I'm buff enough to do a mohong. That's the issue. I don't know. You don't, you don't I, gotta see, I gotta stop to talking my shit, my, myself out of shit, you know? That's my you biggest problem. Grow a mohawk, get a spiked collar, a black sleeveless shirt, some black skinny jeans, and some Doc Martens. You're fucking good to go, brother. You could rock that. I could see that. Perfect at the Perfect. fucking game bar. <laughs> Maybe a trench coat if you get cold. Fucking school, sh- fucking school shooter extraordinaire. Yeah. On another note, dude. I'm uh, I'm gonna take part in this writing competition, and this writing competition oh, yeah. is oh, yeah. to win a stay at a tiny house and the stay it's like a six month stay and so the purpose is that after that stay you'll write for this magazine it'll and it'll kind of be mm-hmm. like a like a nature anthology sort of thing and so i've been practicing just writing all together and so i've been writing like a little bit of short a little bit of short stories um poems you know like whatever just like just getting into writing, just so 
I can attempt writing something about nature because I don't really know what I would do with nature. Like I've stayed at a tiny house before. I've stayed at two or three tiny houses and they're really cool. And so I think winning this day would be sick. Because like even if I win this day and I don't come up with shit to, for them to put in this anthology, I still stayed at a fucking tiny house for free. That's what I really want. And uh, so I'm just going to read a quick excerpt of something that I've written. And it's not, you know, nature-related in any way. Um, I was just laying in bed one day, and I was learning about the brain that day as well. I was learning about the brain and, like, how the brain reacts to addiction. And so when I was laying in bed that night, like, you know, like the wheels just started turning. And then I got up and I wrote it. And I was like, this could be something. So I'm just going to give it a quick read here in the pod. Are you ready for this? All right. Let me get my reading voice ready. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, Woody said. And I nodded and smiled, knowing damn well I would and beat myself up about it later. This behavior developed over time. It didn't just happen by itself either. One drink won't hurt ended up becoming one drink too many. At first, I was disgusted by alcohol. The burning sensation in your mouth, the horrible piss-like taste of beer, the lies we'd all tell ourselves about craft beer tasting better. Get over yourself. To this day, Red Bull doesn't taste right without vodka. Neither does Coke without Jack. I was an impressionable kid. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to have fun because I was afraid of missing out. It was harmless. It's not like I would drive. There was no horror stories about family members losing the battle to alcoholism for me. Those people are weak, I'd tell myself. You have to be mentally weak for that to happen to you. That is, until it happens to you. The fun suddenly stopped. Your friends stop talking to you. No one invites you places. People leave early the moment your presence is known, and here you are, completely oblivious that you're a problem, but you stay awake at night, wondering why you're sleeping alone, wondering where your friends and family went. But you know. I know. Fast forward a couple years, and you're fat, lonely, out of shape, no kids. Thank God, I tell myself. But deep down, I wish I had them. You wonder if there's any you might have left behind in your drunken messes. Hopeless. Addiction has a funny way of messing with the brain. It reduces the size of your prefrontal cortex, limiting your self-control and decision-making abilities. You also know that the brain heals itself. Changing your behavior will change your brain over time. I can go cold turkey. One day can turn to seven, seven to 21. That's the number of days you need to develop a habit. I lasted 16 hours. Part of those because I was sleeping. I know what I need to do. I have all the tools, but I can't do it. I hate myself, but when I drink, I no longer hate myself. I can see a girl. I've been looking at her for a while. I think I'm in control, but I don't think I am. My vision, my vision is fuzzy and wavy, and I can't walk the way I want to. My shirt, my shirt is damp and cold. I'm sweating. 
doesn't look like she's in too good of a shape. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. But she's stuck inside this box. I stumble over and puke on the pavement. I make it to the box. And I feel a salty wetness drip to my mouth as I realize what I've done. I fall to my knees and begin wailing uncontrollably. I'm watching this unfold in the third person. I see myself. I see the accident. And I see the girl. I wonder how it is I can see myself and begin to think it would have been nice to live this way. I'm disgusted with myself and that's the only possible explanation for why I finally detached my consciousness. I pray to the God I've many times denied to take me and said that I deserve it, not her. And he must have heard me because the moment I was done, I saw lights coming towards me. Scared, sad, ready to make things right and face my punishment, I ran to him. I'm sorry, but he must know that. God knows all. God was fast approaching, so I ran to him even faster. The light kept was so bright, so bright and so fast. This is what Moses must have seen in Mount Sinai. This is the radiance of the glory of God. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. And I finally got to him. That same moment I got to him, my body went weak. I was on the ground. No feeling anywhere. Heavy and dense. I have to be leaving my earthly body. I have never been on fire, but I know this must be what it feels like after all your nerves have burnt off. This is what God must have felt was right. I looked up to look for him, but he wasn't there. Just an ambulance. And that's it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a... Wait, so what, what ha- sorry, you kind of lost, lost me with the girl. What, what exactly happened there? Yeah, so obviously this is not a story about me. This is yeah, I know. So the girl in the box is meant to be, like the box is the car, but the guy is so drunk that he just makes it out to be a box. He's been in a car accident. Got it, okay. I'm not all right, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. I could tell she like she was hurt and like the other guy was hurt, but I couldn't figure out. I kind of missed that detail. Yeah. And then he was so drunk, he thought the ambulance was God, so he ran to hit, and he just got rammed by the ambulance. It was good. Yeah, I had no. I sorry. I had to think. I had a. You have very good prose with the way your words flow. Like, it wasn't difficult to to listen to, you know? Like, the sentences were have, like, I don't know. People, people when they write, they sometimes use very long sentences, you know? Yours were very, like, short and to the point, you know? Like, you had good word flow. I really enjoyed the, the biblical references, too. I kind of, like, caught me off guard, you know? I didn't know you were going to go that route, but it worked well. Yeah, man, like, I wanted to... Yeah, I was pretty stoked about that. Pretty stoked about that. Yeah, and that was just yeah, like going to church when I was little, and I remember that like God blinded someone. Like someone saw God and they got blinded. I actually had to stop, Google who it was. And I was like, okay, yeah, I throw that in there somehow. That's the word. There's another. Um, this is a little off topic. There's another. It's a. It's more of a Hebrew story, 
about the um the, the creation of the world that the the world that um when god made the world and brought his light in the light was actually too powerful for the world and it began to like, crack under pressure and so there's a hebrew saying that um there's a crack in everything that's how the light gets in i don't know just i like i, I was thinking about that before and then when you brought it up too yeah it's like I'm actually going to look it up. Is it like in the Bible or is it in like the Torah or is it just a saying in that community? Um, it's it's kind of based on the Torah, but it's I believe it's it's rabbinic, um, like a rabbi wrote about it. Because a, lo- a lot of Jewish texts are like they have the Torah, like the Old Testament. But then a lot of their other texts are from different rabbis writing essentially commentary on them. So I, I think it was part of the commentary, if I remember correctly, but. I don't know. I haven't read a bit of the Bible. I haven't read read, read the whole thing. It's a uh, very dense. Yeah. Jewishmedicine.org. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. It's from a Leonard Cohen song. But that might come up. That's it's a line based from rabbinic. Oh yeah, that's right here. Leonard Cohen, the singer and songwriter who died in 2016. Oh, man. Rip in peace. Rip in peace. Died in 2016, wrote these words. He didn't often talk about his songs and what they meant, but we Jews often saw moments of Jewish liturgy and ideas in his words. Wow. Did you send me this song? I remember you sent me a Leonard Cohen song. I want to send you one. Yeah, you sent me that one. I think you want to call it. You want to darker i think i can't remember no it was everybody knows oh yeah no that, that that's a great song too yeah yeah i don't know yeah. i went through a big I went through a little religious kick for a while i'm still kind of on it but not as intense as it was kind of more find spirituality more than like religion if that makes sense i think religion is cool no, I don't think it's cool. I think, you know, like, I think the imagery is cool. But I don't necessarily follow or agree with a lot of things that they say. Especially, like, like the whole thing with the Bible is so confusing. Like, maybe if we got, like, a person that knew their shit on the show, it would be nice. But basically, like, Jesus died for our sins. So pretty much everything in the Old Testament doesn't matter. So really, you should follow the New Testament. But like, why do we even have an Old Testament in the first place? Well, it's a, it's a little comp. It's a little obviously, obviously, it's complicated. So the Old Testament, also known as the Torah, were the books of the Jewish people. Yeah. And so, from the Christian perspective, like it's all the it's all the same God essentially between Islam. Christianity and Judaism, broadly speaking. Isn't the New Testament the fulfillment of the prophecies of the Old? Mm-hmm. And the Old Testament, like you said, is Jewish, but isn't the New Testament, like, that was written by Christians after Jesus, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. According to whatever. Yeah, Jesus was, very, very, there was very few of the people that wrote the Bible um, could have known Jesus. Um. It all happened after the fact, like in some cases, 70 
to over a hundred years in some cases, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, no, you're right. The the there's a savior that's prophesied in the New Testament, and the, the Christians believe that Jesus was that savior. The Jews don't recognize it. Um, the Muslims the Muslims see um, like Moses and Jesus and the apostles as prophets, um, but they see. Uh, Muhammad as the the head prophet, like the the prophet above all, but still not the son of God. That that's kind of what makes like Islam and Judaism kind of closer together. Is that they don't see Jesus as the son of God. You know, there's no like physical manifestation in the form of a person of God in either of those religions, as far as I'm aware. So I don't know shit about Islam. So in the Islam, I guess doctrine or whatever you want to call it muhammad the, the is Quran is the... from jesus yeah but you know how like in in christian imagery like jesus you know like jesus is everywhere what's muhammad like does he have that is he just like a like just in text like is he just a literary figure like did he actually kind of in in islam one of, one of the chief sins in Islam is that the, they are extremely against iconography. So like Christian iconography is like what you're talking about, like pictures of Jesus and stuff like murals and um, paintings and stuff like that. Um, in Islam, it's a sin to depict the prophet Muhammad. So you, you probably remember a few years ago, there was that big thing with, uh, there was a, a French like magazine or newspaper that was drawing Muhammad and like South Park did it too actually um, they got in a lot of trouble from Muslims all over the world for drawing Muhammad so like Muhammad cannot be portrayed um, if you're going to like quote unquote draw Muhammad you there it's you more write his name in calligraphy so it's like a fancy kind of way of writing his name and so that's what Muslims will draw. But like they won't actually, they won't draw Muhammad like a Christian would draw Jesus or like a Jew would draw Moses, you know? Yeah. And that's pretty much, yeah. Because a big thing in Islam is modesty. That's why like they dress very conservatively, like their women wear hijabs, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. No, I see. I had no idea, yeah, because, yeah, I wasn't sure. Cause I thought, you know how, like, you have different religious religions, and they essentially have the same God. He just goes by a different name. I wasn't sure what the Muhammad figure was. And, yeah, I just yeah. Googled well, it. It's... 570 to 632 is when he was around. Mm-hmm. In Saudi Arabia. A real person. That he found Yeah, no, Muhammad definitely existed. Yeah, I mean, Jesus probably existed, too. Whether or not he was the son of God is a whole other story. But like if there was a man named Jesus who lived in who preached in the Middle East during that time. Yeah, probably. That's from what it sounds like. Fucking days, dude. The world is so boring now. Imagine living during those times like some dude just claims to be the new prophet. If He's walking on water, now, turning water into wine, healing the lepers, curing the blind. If someone came out now claiming to be like the a, like a new prophet or like the son of God or whatever, 
they'd either be crazy or an influencer. One of the two. Yeah. I don't know. That, that, that brings up a topic that I've been thinking about, but I wasn't going to bring up the pod, but I feel like an easy way to transition it is uh, like the lack of faith that we have in society, you know? And like what I mean by that is like people are very cynical um, and we use like a lot of irony to deflect things as like a to not be like our true selves, you know, like um, I, I talked about this to you a few nights ago, like when we were DM, DMing each other, but like the concept of cringe, right? Yeah. Like we're so afraid of like, so just going back what cringe oh, is for anyone who doesn't know, cringe to me is like, in like almost like physically painful embarrassment, you know, either at yourself or other people, you know, like if you watch someone do something stupid, you're, you cringe at them, you know, but I think you can also cringe at yourself too. Um, yeah. but like, we don't have the, the confidence or like the bravery or I guess the ultimate word to be the, the faith to be our true selves and be cringe because to be alive is to be cringe you know you have to be cringe to get anywhere you know you have to be you have to make yourself uncomfortable and like what you think is cringe is like cringe only to yourself well maybe you know because you're people tend to be like their own worst enemies you know and so like instead of dealing with our cringe we just kind of deflect it off so we use like cynicism like oh i wouldn't do that i'm not going to get anywhere you know or like irony like oh i'm only tending to be cringe for the lulls, you know, like if, if we do get caught being cringe, like, oh, it's just a joke, you know, like we're afraid to like be our true selves, you know, like, yeah, like an example of this is like a few weeks ago. I don't know if I told you the story. I might've, but um, I was in the elevator going up to my apartment. It was late at night, like 10 or 11 PM. And I was wearing my sublime shirt. And I think you know me well enough to know that I actually do like Sublime, and I have like a fair. I've listened to most of this autography, including like their unre- like later released stuff after Bradley died. <laughs> Love Sublime. Yeah, and so I, I got into the elevator with this woman and her boyfriend. Or I assume it was her boyfriend, and she's like, "Oh, you like Sublime? Name name one song. Or like, what's your favorite song?" And so I said my favorite song, and then she's like, "Oh, that's my favorite song too." And then she's like, "What's your other favorite song?" I name my favorite song, and she's like, "Oh, that's my favorite song too." And I realized at that point she's just fucking with me. So I get the elevator. I'm like, "What a cunt!" And I realized like, was she trying to like make fun of me for wearing a Sublime shirt? Like she assumed that I was like a poser, and like one, why would it matter if I was a poser or not? It's a fucking t-shirt. Like people can wear whatever they whatever they want, you know. And two, like when I flipped it back on her, and she actually did realize that I knew what I was talking about when I came to Sublime. Um, she she just turned to a defense mechanism and like just started fucking with me, you know. And it's like you know reason like why 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 are you busting balls like why are you being a bitch right now over nothing like it's 11 p.m. at night and I'm walking back from the convenience store with a bag full of ice cream like fuck off, lady, you know. And like we just I, I fundamentally assume the worst out of people, you know. Like we assume everyone's intentions are bad, and so like we it's kind of like the prisoner's dilemma, you know. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Like if you have a bunch like of people, even... oh, like the, are you talking about the, the I was just saying prison like... experiment? No, the the prisoner's dilemma. It's like say four people are being charged with a crime, but they're given the option to rat out the other three, the other three, and and for like a lighter sentence, you know. And so, like yeah. the best thing to do, like, and the best case scenario is no one speaks at all, and you all get let off, you know. But like you're gonna assume that other people are gonna fuck you over because you can't you're all separated you know you can't talk about it so the best thing to do in that situation is really to rat everyone else out you know 
And so people are kind of in this prisoner's dilemma type situation where like, I don't know if this person is being sincere. So I'm not going to be sincere, you know, because I don't want to be cringe, you know, basically is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if that if that makes sense. If that makes sense. I, I would have just clocked them both, dude. Even if you lose, dude, at least they won't forget you. Just fucking clock them both. He could have also yeah. been having a bad day or been high or whatever and just took it out on you because people are shitty like that. Yeah, I think that just goes back to like the why why people are so fucking mean all the time for no fucking reason, you know. I don't know. It, and I think it's an American thing, too. I don't know if, like, this shit exists in other countries, but just speaking as an American, I don't know. Australians make fun of everything, but they also make fun of themselves a lot. Like, they take the yeah. piss out of everything. And it took me, like, a while to get used to it, and then when I did get used to it, everything was just funny. You know, like, no one's purposely being hurtful or anything. They're just being funny. I don't mind busting balls, you know, that sort of thing. Like, just kind of shooting the shit back and forth like that. Like, I didn't know this woman at all. And she, like, immediately starts coming at me fucking aggressive as shit, you know, over a fucking t-shirt. Like, it was one thing of, like, oh, I was getting made fun of. Yeah, exactly. Like, when a stranger does it, it's fucking, it's way different. That's like fighting words, man. You don't know each other. Yeah. You you don't know me. I don't know you. Well, I was so taken back by it that, like, and I, I don't know, I don't like, I don't know, it's going to sound like a hipster thing, but, like, I, I, I try and live, like, an authentic life, you know? Like, I don't like wearing shit that, like, wearing a t-shirt with a brand on it that I don't support, or, like, I don't, like, a, t- a band t-shirt that I don't know any of the songs of, you know? Yeah. So, like, if I'm wearing a, t- a, a t-shirt for a band or, like, an organization or whatever, like, it's generally because I support that organization, not because I thought it was, like, a flashy t-shirt, you know? Like right now, I'm yeah, wearing definitely. this a plain T-shirt, like, just because the most that's how most of my T-shirts are, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing a T-shirt with surgical lines around the neck. I'm a tough bitch. But yeah, I think my overall point is like we're afraid to like trust each other, you know. Like we always assume the worst from one another, you know. So going back to that prisoner's dilemma, like. If I assume the worst set of you and you assume the worst set of me, we should just ask like assholes to each other because chances are we're just going to do the worst thing, you know, instead of like thinking that people are going to be nice to each other on their own, you know, when we both want to be yeah. nice, but we think we think the less of we think less of the other person in front of us. You know? yeah. I don't know. It's a tough world. This is a really interesting time, especially in the United States. I can't speak for Australia right now, but things are really fucked here. Like, the government stabilized, you know, like Biden's been, to his credit, better than I thought he would be, at least on the domestic front. I think internationally, he still sucks. Um, but like going through like the, the sort of this, you know, like, especially I think Oregon's going to open up in the summer, you know, and seeing how people react now, he's going to fucking scare the shitless of each other because of Corona. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, like, I guess it's just hard to be nice. Like, it's hard to not assume the worst of people. Yeah. It depends 
you know, where you we are. Don't have faith, we don't have faith in anything. We don't. We only have faith in ourselves. You know. But anyway. and you know, on that note, kind of a somber note, kind of a down note, we are going to end this episode of the Low Risk Pod. We've been at it for an hour. Um, I think this monthly uh, monthly forecast, monthly episode works. Um, just some quick house cleaning before we go on. I recently turned 25 Hell yeah. in April. Um, nothing hurts yet, which is good. You know, like I've met a lot of people my age and even younger that are just going on about this pain that they have. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I'm gonna, I could live to be to like 120 to be honest, but I think I'm going to settle for like 70. I think 80 would probably be the cutoff. I don't think I would want to go further than 80. Yeah, my, my grandfather's 87. It doesn't yeah. look like there's anything worth waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, I could easily do 150, but I don't want to. Uh, I've been getting those pains, actually. I woke up with a really bad pain in my foot, and I couldn't tell what it was. I think it's a cramp, but that'd be really embarrassing because I... I woke up with it, you know. I didn't go to bed with it. So, like, I did it when my sleep or something. I don't know. It sucks. I'm looking forward to my 30s, though. I think my 30s would be cool. But, you know, cramps could also be... There's a lot of reasons that you could have a cramp, you know. Like, it's not because you're, you know, getting old or whatever. You could be lacking magnesium. You Maybe you should drink more water. It could be a lot of things, you know. So, I think you're still all right. Yeah, no, I'm not too. It's, it went away already, anyways. Yeah. Any closing well, comments, concerns, things you want to plug? No, I'm just uh, love each other and love everyone around you. Just to kind of pick it up on a better note. Yeah, I wish we could see you because you kind of have that whole Jesus vibe going right now. So it's a. I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah. We're just gonna end on that. We're just gonna end on that. Am I right? Well, this has been Lover's Pod for the month of May. I think we're going to the monthly, the monthly format now. Um, we'll see you guys later. Later. Bye.